Welcome to the Rising Podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm so excited to have one of my dearest friends join me this week. Tanya Pittman, who serves as the Facilities Associate Director at her institution, works in a field that can be all-consuming. Through her work, she has learned the importance of setting boundaries in her work environment. Tanya enjoys spending time with her friends, traveling, and doing home improvement projects. If you're interested in learning more, stick around. Friends, I am so excited today to have, or this week, to have my friend Tanya on to talk with us more about setting work boundaries. We've talked a little bit about home boundaries um, and personal boundaries, and I think that you all are going to learn a ton from Tanya. So hi, Tanya. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Um, so let's jump right into the questions. And I'm curious to know, how did you get interested in the topic of setting work boundaries? Yeah, I mean, I think how we get places, sometimes we don't realize until after we've gotten there or we've moved past that. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, thinking about like growing up in a professional setting where, you know, we, I lived where I worked for a good portion of my early career. Right. Mm -hmm. And so with that, it's, you're there and you're available and you're kind of just attuned to responding to things regardless of how many hours you've put in that day or whatever. And so, um, but with that comes like that sense of satisfaction of like, I'm being, I'm needed, I'm being depended on, and how much I respond to this directly correlates to how people view me as a professional, you know, how I'm doing in my job and things like that. So, and you kind of always think about that as those things are happening in like, wow, I wish I would have time to do this. Or I, I'm always busy or I stayed up till 2 a.m doing X task. Right. 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 Um, but you just keep doing them. And I think that festered as you continue to grow and, you know, and then moving off of my live on jobs and having that experience, it didn't really change my work like involvement. Like I was different job completely and entirely that didn't really require quite the investment that I was used to. Um, but it was there and I still put a lot of time and effort into it beyond it. Right. And that provided opportunities. But again, I was still falling back to this is defining me as a person. And this is what I need to feel like I am being successful and making an effort in terms of, you know, giving back to the community and things like that. So, but in that whole time, you think about those things and you see, um, you know, like now with all the social media stuff, there's constantly posts about um, creating balances and boundaries and what does that look like? And for some people, it's because you have a family and other people, it's just because I want to travel or I just want to be able to shut myself off and not feel bad about it. And um, so I think the constant reminders that how much effort we put into our job and it isn't even always effort it's just how much time you continue spending on a set of tasks even um 
or taking on other people's weight in their workload and their work life, um, it builds up. And so remembering that that doesn't define us who we are. That is, we can do both. We can do all things. Mm -hmm. We can do multiple things, but we can't do all of them at a hundred percent. Right. Totally. Right. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. As you were, um, as you were talking about that, it made me think about as a younger me, I was building my habits of who I am as a professional. And so thinking about like the bad habits of staying up till 2 a.m. or always saying yes to folks um, and, and needing to set those boundaries. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so I guess, you know, you've talked with me um, about setting boundaries at work. Um, and I know we kind of have some jokes about boundary setting, but like, when did you realize you were setting boundaries? And I, hopefully you'll tell that part of the joke. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I found like in the last few years, you know, I just started getting more and more like not overwhelmed, but like a combination of overwhelmed and annoyed, but not in a negative way, just like a, what do I do way? Right. Like I know these things are important and clearly if this workload exists, someone needs to be doing them. Right. Right. And, um, I have never been like one, I was, you know, like academically, I translate this. I never, I always hated sitting through class. I hate you know what I mean? It's like that lecture. And then in my head, there's always a time component right. and you're running behind. And so then you're rushing through information. And that's to me translates to meetings. So I generally do not like meetings, especially formal ones. Um, they have a place. Absolutely. Right. Okay. But not always. Um, and so with you, with I, you were like, well, how do you balance this? Or how do you do this? And I was like, I just skip meetings, like skip the meeting. <laughs> I see it on my agenda and I'm like, not today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and there is some truth to that, but not in the sense of like, yeah, I just totally blow off meetings and this is a part of sure. my job. I ignore necessarily. Um, but it was little intentional habits that I just started doing. Right. And I find other ways to engage with that work or that group, mm -hmm. um, without outwardly being like, yeah, I'm just blowing these meetings off. And some of them are meetings that I would normally schedule or facilitate. Right. And so I'm just right. like, no, we're not doing this today. So sure. I think for me, it was that because that, and then realizing how much work I could get done while those meetings were taking place. And I could still have a voice because mm -hmm. I could do the prep work. Sure. Right. Or I could connect with someone and, you know, follow up on things. And then there's some meetings you realize you're like, oh, I should have, I should have been at that one. So I might go to that one next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you learn, but that for me was like the, and, and you saying like, that is a boundary piece. Like, right. Like mm -hmm. you were telling me that I was enacting a boundary mm -hmm. without me really knowing that that's what I was doing in the moment. Mm. Yeah. Well, you've already started to describe a couple of those boundaries yeah. that um, that you've said and how you've communicated with others. So can you just kind of dive into that a little bit more and talk about how the boundaries that you have set and how you communicate with others when you're setting those boundaries, especially at work, right? People control our job right. and our pay. And so that's kind of a scary thing to do. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of it depends on the relationships that you've built with mm -hmm your supervisors, your peers, your subordinates and staff members. And, um, for me, I'm a, you know, 
I'm a very social, sarcastic person in the workplace, right? And so people who interact with me on a daily basis know that. Um, <laughs> like it or love it, that's where it is. Um, so I think it starts there, right? And our philosophies of like, we're as a supervisor or as, you know, as someone being supervised, where am I spending my efforts and my time, right? And so mm -hmm. I always see myself as the support person, um, and so really my discussions involve around where are we duplicating things, mm. right? So like if me and my supervisor are supposed to tackle tasks um, to help our department, we shouldn't be tackling the same tasks, right? right? We should be dividing those tasks and then coming together and just making sure that we are still in alignment with each other, for example. Right. Um, so with my staff, I try to do the same thing. Like, well, if you're working on this, but you said so-and-so was in charge of it, why aren't they working on it? Right. Like right. from a peer to peer perspective. Um, so I think it's more so just asking those questions of like, you know, like, do we need this many people working on this thing? Or do we just need someone to dedicate time and report back? And then we can discuss. Mm -hmm. And I do find that like, some people don't, they want to get everything right the first time. Mm -hmm. So that discussion part causes a lot of anxiety because then it, there's that perception that I did it wrong mm -hmm. versus just building and growing on it. Right. So that's where I find a lot of like time is taken up trying to get everyone in on the front end so that when you get to the middle part or the discussion part, you don't have to deal with a lot of the well, some would say conflict, but I would say like the growth part of the right. process, right? right? So there is a little bit of that. So I try to look at that and talk through myself or my staff. Um, but then ultimately, like, you know, we have in our jobs, they all serve the same purpose, mm. right? Regardless of the field you're in, right. your job has a purpose and a goal. And if there are more than one of you in your area, you all share that same purpose and goal. So if what is being asked of us feels overwhelming, but ultimately supports that goal, obviously, yeah, we need to figure this out and find a balance and mm -hmm. still do the work. Mm -hmm. But if it's something where it's like, you know, like I have a peer, this is not a personal example, <laughs> right, right. but like, you know, but like, if you're thinking about it and you're like, wow, I'm doing all of this. And then this person next to me might have less. And there could be reasons mm -hmm. for that, that I wouldn't be aware of. Sure. I might ask the question of why is this something this person could be doing because I have A, B, and C on my plate versus just taking it on and then being frustrated and not saying anything about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes the, the answer helps you feel less frustrated and you still end up doing it. Or sometimes the answer is, oh, wow, I genuinely didn't think of that. And so, yeah, we're going to go that route. Right. So, mm -hmm. but again, that requires you to have a relationship that you feel comfortable advocating in that way. And that is setting a boundary without being like, I'm setting a boundary. Right. Um, which to the communication part of your question, I don't really just advertise like, Right. Hey, <laughs> right, right. These are my boundaries or this is how I create a balance. And I don't want to give away too much of my good stuff now. Cause then when <laughs> I go to work tomorrow, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. So, I mean, I think those are the things that we have to just take pause. And I always say, it's okay to take a minute to think about it instead of diving right in because mm -hmm. right. Then we'll 
just think about it differently in general, but then also it could save us time on the back end. Um, and I think too, like, you know, also I find as a supervisor reminding my team members that I don't, I trust them in this scenario, like, well, I always trust them, but like go to this meeting and start the plan, right? right. Like I don't have to be involved in all of the discussions, but if you reach a point that you guys need help making a decision or you reach a point mm. that someone is pushing back too hard and you need an extra layer of support, then certainly call me in, pull me in. But the day-to-day -day stuff, like you guys have this under control. You don't need me. Mm -hmm. And if you do, let me know. But I'm not going to be like at you every day because I right. have my own workload, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, something you said in there about wanting to get it right the first time just made me think of like the perfectionism that mm -hmm. we have as humans, right? And just wanting to be correct and right and validated right. Um, the first time. And that's a hard piece to get through, especially in boundary setting and, and working through like the, oh, I might fail. Um, and that's okay in the right scenario, in the right setting with the right supervisor. Yeah. And it's a tough balance too, because if it's a, if it's a conversation or a workload, that's creating a process, mm -hmm. right. And you start down one path with a group of people, that process could be implemented so far out that by the time you get to it, that the same people that helped you make that decision are going to be like, what the heck is going on? Like, we didn't right. know about this or yeah. we didn't want this. And you're like, but six months ago. And so it's just like, yeah, you know, part of that process too, of like, what is value today and tomorrow? Yep. And what can we build upon and then reserve for later? And at the end of the day, you might still be doing the same amount of work, but you're just spacing it out in a more balanced manner. For sure. For sure. Now, Tanya, you shared with me that there's a difference between a perception of boundaries and barriers. Can you describe that a little bit more? Dig into that for the listeners? Yeah, I think, you know, I think about this all the time because we do, it is important to have boundaries. It is important to have a balance for mm -hmm. whatever reason that is, whether it's, I like to go on vacations or I have a family or I want to work a second job because some people are interested in that or have time for volunteering. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a, a little bit of a fine line with just generally creating a barrier to getting the work done or being someone that others feel approachable and is actually helpful, right? It's one mm -hmm. thing to say that I'm helpful and it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, I love it when people ask me questions or need me because I feel valued when you need me. Mm -hmm. But then when you need me and I'm like, uh, no, I have ABC things to do or I don't do anything past four o'clock ever mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that, then, which is fine if that is your boundaries and those are your balances, but sometimes those can offset the relationship side of things. And then they can offset the, the reality of how you are viewed versus how you want to be viewed. Right. Right. Um, because it can't always be on my time. Mm -hmm. So like I can create a boundary and a balance in general, um, but it can't always be on my time. If the end goal, like in our case is we can't fail our students, right? Like mm -hmm. the move-in process cannot fail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, mm -hmm. You know, like you can't not um, clean things or have spaces for students to go, you know, to do things. So right. um, 
the core of what we're doing still needs to happen. And sometimes that's overwhelming. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but if you just focus on the core and you have a team to share that with, that makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, it's a balance of like being like, yep, this is a boundary and I will never do this, or I will always do this. And that to me becomes a barrier and it feels like less flexible that like, Mm -hmm. it's not just this one time, it'll be an always thing. And that makes it harder to, to navigate because we can't plan Mm-hmm. for when these things get stressful. Like you can't plan when you're going to have staffing turnover or right. you can't plan when you're going to have an emergency that you have to navigate. And those mm-hmm. are all things that naturally affect our normal day. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's um, interesting is I'm thinking about boundaries and barriers. I think about when I was pregnant with um, the youngest and I had a specific time I had to eat by for my dinner right which my I had yeah. to leave work by a certain time in order to pick up the oldest from daycare get home and eat on a certain time and that was both a boundary and a barrier and it wasn't necessarily bad it just was a barrier that we had to figure out um, collectively how to work around so I think um, that's an interesting thought process of like boundaries are good but could also be compromising to an organization and could be barriers and barriers don't have to be bad, but they have to be part of the conversation. They um, definitely require more communication. Yep. Right. Yeah. Where like, if I'm just trying to balance my workload, I might communicate that less and just do it in small ways, little habits, things like that. But yeah, if it's, and especially something like that, cause it might've felt like a barrier, but it was, it had a short timeline. Right. Right. Right temporary so well yeah yeah so it wasn't like like, this is just who I am I leave at three o'clock every day no matter what right right (laughs) right for sure for sure well Tanya I think boundaries are so important right no matter where we are personal uh, volunteer and especially work we spend more time at work and sleeping than we do with our families you know and so um, excuse me being able to set those those boundaries are really important um, and maybe even especially in this day and age when staffing might be low, regardless of where, um, you know, where you're employed, the mm-hmm. employment rates are just lower and, and we have to do more with fewer humans. And so what kind of tips do you have for the listeners around um, setting those work boundaries? Yeah, I think, you know, it it's different for everyone. Um, you know, I find myself lately you know, you know, I got to get to work early. I got to get to work early. And then I'm like, why do I have to get to work early? It won't change mm. what I have to do today, Yeah, but it does change how much time I'm spending in work mode. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I have my supervisor enjoys catching up on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you know, and if I respond to his email, he gets mad. He's like, don't email me back. <laughs> this is my catch up time and you're yep. making it take longer, you know? So yep. it's different for everyone, but I think more importantly, it is. So then figuring that out for yourself, um, and checking in with yourself regularly, especially when often we don't know that we need it until it's too late. Mm, yeah. And so when you're at that too late moment, then you can check in and then later you can start tracking those triggers and catching them sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will eventually like help you create better habits to like either not maybe prevent it, but maybe address it differently or be able to communicate in advance or plan in advance that like, Hey, I know this is coming and this generally makes me feel X, Y, Z. Yeah. So I need to do 
ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, it would be, you know, like finding things to delegate. Like I'm not a great delegator and I really enjoy a lot of my tasks. So like to delegate them makes that even harder, mm-hmm. but I have great staff. So there really is no reason why I can't say, Hey, I need to work on this. So can you work on this or get this started or whatever? Right. Right. Um, and, or just letting people know where you're at. Yeah. I see comments and posts all the time that people are feeling overwhelmed and overworked and underappreciated, but at the same time, they don't, they don't feel they are also able to advocate for themselves. Right. Right. And so, and that is definitely, that's a true reality for a lot of people, unfortunately. And there's definitely a lot of work environments that you can just walk into and you can just feel that that's the feeling, right. Which is not great. Um, And so in those scenarios, I would say, okay, well, what are these processes did I create? Well, like what is a self-imposed thing that I said needs to happen. So like for me, if I'm given a task, my deadline is yesterday Mm -hmm. because I don't like things on my task list, but that's not going to be your deadline. And in fact, I've been told, stop. Can you not do this quickly? Because I don't have time to then respond to you, (laughs) you know? And so that was like, well, you know, I had other conversations and opinions on that, but, um, (laughs) for the usual, um, but it's a reality of like, that was my timeline. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was stressed about it, but I didn't need to be because nobody else was on that timeline. Yeah. And so that is some place you can start internally, mm-hmm. right. Without really needing to communicate with anyone else or feel like you need to be vulnerable with anybody else. You mm-hmm. just pick and choose what you're going to spend your time on as long as it's not affecting the core piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be patient and flexible, right? You're going to pick one thing and you're going to think, oh, that sounded like a good idea. Yeah. In theory and practice, hmm, I should try something different. Yeah. Um, and that's okay too. Yeah. One of my, um, I like that internal reflection. One of the things my supervisor does um, is at the end of every meeting and every one-on-one conversation, how are you doing, right? And that is my mm-hmm. opportunity to say, listen, like, stop throwing stuff my way, stop volunteering me for things, or um, or not. And I know that question's coming, so I have to do a mental self-check before a meeting or before a one-on-one, and that's been a really good tool for me to use in doing that reflection and, you know, check in with myself. How are you really doing? Do you need right. more time at your desk or those sorts of things so you ran out of colors to highlight right you ran out of colors (laughs) there's no more colors there's no more I mean yeah I mean I had you know previous experience you know I was sitting at a table and people are trying to divide up workloads and it was like the one task nobody wanted to sign up for right so we're all just sitting there waiting for someone to volunteer and Mm -hmm. then this and I was new completely new and this person said, oh, Tanya volunteered for that, or Tanya will do that, or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't remember saying that I would do that. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that I'm new, but I also don't need to be given the task that the people who aren't new clearly don't want. Right. Right. Which was, and it wasn't a core piece of the job, right? right. It was an ancillary thing that the project would have happened with or without that task. Right. 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 So 
clearly everyone deemed it unimportant. Don't go volunteering me for it. A. Right, right, right. And, and by, B, I can speak for myself. Yeah. And by calling that out is setting that boundary too, you know, which is right. without saying I'm setting this boundary, but right. calling, calling that out is really important too. Yeah. Well, this is good stuff. Like I said, I think boundaries are so important, um, you know, and I don't do great at them all the time, but I like to think I do okay at them, right? And it's one of those ebb and flow things. Time and situation mm-hmm. will dictate what that looks like for everybody. So what um, what kind of final tips do you have for the listeners? I think that you've done an awesome job of portraying this. So any kind of closing thoughts you have for them? Um, I don't know. I think that... I think it just comes back to the checking in with yourself, right? That's what we can control the most. Um, And, and then recognizing that making sure that what you're saying and what you're doing align, whether you're setting a boundary or not, because Mm. that's the only way that people will know how to respond to you. And that is the only way that people can start shifting their time and their responses in a way that supports what you're trying to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we naturally in turn do it for others. Right. 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 Yeah. That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. Well, I am so appreciative of your time and your energy and your wisdom this uh, week, as we talked about setting work boundaries. Um, friends, thank you so much for continuing to tune in, for tuning in for this important topic on setting work boundaries. And I hope that you took some tips and and skill sets to work on away from you from the session um this week's affirmations are i'm done apologizing for spending time focused on me i'm done apologizing for setting boundaries that are important and healthy for me and this one's for you to fill in the blank i'm done apologizing for Friends, go out there, have an awesome week, do the amazing, incredible things that I know you're capable of. And remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe anywhere where you find this podcast. And you can find us on Facebook. Go on out there, find us at Facebook groups, done.apologizing. Join the conversation over on Facebook, as well as make sure you're following on Instagram at at done.apologizing. And remember, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this and I'm here for you.